My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe came along and changed everything. With Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. Now I can accept in-person, contactless payments right from my iPhone. No extra hardware required. What's truly remarkable is how I can cater to all of my customers' payment preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe ensure a smooth checkout experience every time. And it's not just me. Stripe helps businesses of all sizes, from local markets to global retailers, scale quickly and stay agile. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. My husband and I went to this really nice hotel and we got to we check in as a VIP and then we were able to go to the VIP lounge where they had, you know, unlimited liquor and food and talk to other VIPs, high rollers. Um, it was fun. Oh, and then part of the venue was we got to see Aretha Franklin in concert. Oh, my God. Really? Yeah, that was a great venue. That was part of the shop. That oh, we actually my had to shop the, the ticket window. Yeah. If you've wanted yet feared to do work that is weird, this is the show you just need to hear. Hi, I'm Sam Balter, and this is Weird Work. So there's this group of people who have been hiding in plain sight for literally decades. You've probably seen them when you're out shopping. At the mall, big box stores, boutiques. These people may look like they're just browsing, but secretly they're making a mental note of everything. They're called mystery shoppers. And Susan, who you just heard at the top, is one of them. Today, she gives us a peek behind the scenes of mystery shopping, where something as simple as buying a hamburger has never held such high stakes. Now let's listen to them speak about their jobs, which are quite unique. Weird work. How did you get started in mystery shopping? Okay, all right. I'd always loved to shop, even as a teenager. Always loved shopping, going into stores, comparing prices. I would find something at, this is before your time, Orbex or Alexander's, and then I would see it in A&S. And I kind of started realizing, oh, there's different prices in different stores. Maybe I can get that skirt for less money. So I knew about comparison shopping. I'd also worked in the dental field for several years, but I was kind of had it with dental. Okay. So that summer, 1978, I opened up the white pages and the yellow pages in New York, and I looked under shopping, figuring I'd find a company that, that specialized in comparison shopping. I didn't find that, but I found shopping. And under it were about three companies. And one of them was Dorothy Senny Shopping Service. I called her up. She had a, um, an office in Bayside, Queens. Mm-hmm. I called her up. She answered the phone. And I said, do you do comparison shopping? She says, no, I don't. But I do something called mystery shopping. Do you know what that is? I said, no. She must have liked the way I sound. And she said, come over for an interview. I drove over from Forest Hills, Queens. That's where we were living. Drove over to her home. She was there. She was an older person at that time. And she had a mom and pop business. And 
sat down with me and she said, this is what we do. And do you think you could handle it? And I said, yeah, I, I think I could. She sent me over to Bloomingdale's in Fresh Meadows. So Bloomingdale's, was that the first? First one. That was the, the first, first. That's a nice one to start on. Yeah, <laughs> it, it was. And she said to me, go, here's a form. And it was a typewritten form. Go to, go to a couple of counters, engage the sales associate in a, in a shop, get their name, and then you're going to write a narrative, and then you're going to mail them to me. And that's what I did. Were you nervous about doing it for the yeah. first time? Oh, yeah. sure. I was absolutely, and I was 28 years old at the time. I really had, no, as much as I loved to shop, I had no idea what I was doing. But I did it. I did a few. I went home. I wrote them up. I mailed them to Dorothy. And then I like to say that was, the rest was history. I guess just because we just jumped right in, can you explain what a mystery shopper is for people who might not know about this job? Okay. What a mystery shopper is, is an independent contractor that is hired by a mystery shopping company that is hired in turn by the client. And the major gist of mystery shopping is to evaluate the customer service that is being provided by the client. But there are things that vary. Some clients want to know the timing. They want to know what is the welcome. How does my store look on the exterior? How do my display windows look? Once you're inside the store, how was the greeting? What was the appearance of the sales associate? How many customers were there in ratio to the sales associate? How were my determination of needs? So it is it is yeah. all over the place. You're not just doing a quick drive by and being like no. stores open, it's clean. It's like, did they say this thing? Did they do yeah. this? What are the types of businesses you're going to? You mentioned banking, you mentioned retail. I've done casinos, I've done hotels, gas stations, fast food, any retail establishment. You name it, they're mystery shopping. What's your again, What's we, your favorite out of all those? My favorite one usually is a high end retail store. I really enjoy that, like I a Nordstrom's or something like that, or like. They, I, well, I, actually, Nordstrom's doesn't mystery shop. Oh, really? Why? Do why not. do you think they don't? I think that they feel that their customer service is above and beyond. Oh, and there's no way they could improve. They may feel that way, (laughs) but that's not true. And they, everyone can always use improvement in their their customer service. Years ago, we were shopping Macy's and Bloomingdale's consistently. Every single month, we were shopping Barney's. But as the economy has changed, it's very expensive for these companies to maintain a mystery shopping service. So that's fallen by the wayside. They are counting on customer surveys to get them through. And it's just not the same thing. I guess, why do you think that is? Because customers don't know what to look for. They're not necessarily gauging customer service on what the mystery, the trained mystery shopper is. So they may not know about suggestive selling. They go in, okay, I want a pair of Ralph Lauren jeans. Okay, where's my size? That's it. They, they're not going to go through, what's the fabrication? Wait for the associate to say, well, you know, I have a great shirt that goes with those jeans. That ain't going to happen. 
in most of these stores. So I may be looking for that, which is the gist of what it should be, but the normal customer doesn't know it. They, they just want to find out where, where is it and how fast can I get out of the store. You know what's so funny about that example? What? I used to work at Dunkin' Donuts, and that's okay. what I got penalized on uh, by a mystery shopper, was I didn't offer food to the, like, they just, like, I guess the, I didn't know who the mystery shopper was, but they just got yeah. up, they ordered a cup of coffee, and then, like, a couple days later, my manager was like, we need to talk about your suggestive selling, yeah. and was like, you didn't offer, you know, the mystery shopper came in, you didn't offer donuts, you need to offer donuts. Right. And then what are, you, what are you providing back? Are you like before you were writing a letter that basically mm-hmm. explained the thing? Now, is it like you're filling out a survey or how does that part work? The, a lot of the forms are much longer. There's a lot more detail to the forms because the computer can go. You can go on forever. Yeah. And they're asking for more. A lot of the clients are now asking for more data than they ever were asking before. And in a way, a computer's your worst enemy because it's it's timing everything that you're doing. So these these reports in a lot of ways are due the day of the shop. But before you had like a day, like you do the shops yeah. in the afternoon, you'd write the report the evening, you'd set you'd mail it over the next day. Maybe. Maybe maybe I did and maybe I didn't because um, sometimes you just, just, sometimes, yes, the best thing, of course, is to come home when everything is fresh in your mind. You you write notes in a memo pad and then you sit down. However, you come home, let's say you've done 10 shops, you're tired. You have to chill out. I buy like one shirt from the mall and I'm exhausted personally. Shopping, like, I cannot shop. I'm a terrible shopper. I get Uh, so grouchy about the whole thing. Oh, okay. (laughs) You're putting the associates, you're putting us all out of business. Me? Oh, because I'm too tired to shop. You're too tired and you're going online. I'll bet you're going online. I do go online. I 100% go online. I'm very boring. I buy, like, the same shirt online in different colors on a regular basis. Oh, okay. Is that bad? Yeah, it's bad. You should you should experience. There's still something about going into a store. I know it's not quite like what it used to be, but there's nothing like to me going into Bloomingdale's on 59th Street on a Saturday, or go to Barney's and go see a celebrity. Yeah, you're not going to see a celebrity. I can't tell you. I'm a great whistler. I was in Barney's, and I think I was doing shops. And I saw him, I recognized him, I went over to him and I said, oh, you Randy Jackson, right? He says, yeah. I said, can I, can I um, try out for your show? I'm a great whistler. He says, well, I think you're a little old. I said, but can I? So he said, sure. I whistled um, Billy Joel, The Stranger. Guy was blown away. A sales associate took a picture of him and me and I had just bought a Barbie doll at FAO Schwartz. It was a great day. (laughs) You're not going to see these people on, on, no, on I'm not. I'm, I'm definitely yeah. not going to see these people sitting at my desk or, you know, like on the couch ordering the same shirt over and over Correct. again. Correct. Uh, I guess you've been doing this for a while. You've been yeah. all sorts of stores. What is like the most common bad customer experience you've run into? Does that make sense? Sure. Um, being ignored. 
is very, very bad. I, I don't like, I've walked into some really lovely stores where the associates are basically not busy. And why are you ignoring me? Is that because you think I'm not going to buy the merchandise or you just had a bad day? That's another thing. If you're having a bad day, please don't come into work and take it out on the customer. So that's and you know, And you notice when you think somebody's having a bad day. Yeah, they're they're more or less shutting down. They're not engaging the customer. They're looking at their cell phone, which didn't exist years ago. They're clustered in one area of the store, which you're not supposed to be doing. You're supposed to disperse yourself on the selling floor. Don't stand behind the counter. So those are bad things, or perhaps the associate who doesn't have knowledge of the merchandise, take the time, even in a regular store, take the time, find out what's on sale so that when the customer comes in, you can tell them, yes, we are running this special promotion. Be interested in what you're selling. Don't be blah because you don't necessarily wear the merchandise. So maybe without naming the specific store or restaurant, what, okay. what's been your favorite mystery shopping experience? Okay. Um, I really enjoyed when we did a hotel casino in Atlantic City years ago, and we got VIP credentials. Ooh. Yeah, that was really nice. So we, my husband and I went to this really nice hotel, and we got to – we check in as a VIP and then we were able to go to the VIP lounge where they had, you know, unlimited liquor and food and talk to other VIPs, high rollers. Um, it was fun. Oh, and then part of the venue was we got to see Aretha Franklin in concert. Oh my God. Really? Yeah. That was a great venue. That was part of the shop. That oh we actually my had to shop the, the ticket window. Yeah. That's so okay. Did and you did you have to pay for that? We had to, the tickets were comped. What was happening would be I'd have to pay in advance for the hotel stay, but then I would get the money back when I completed the mystery shop. So do you get a lot of free stuff through mystery shopping? Not so much anymore. Like I guess. I get to eat pizza for free. Okay, that's exciting. Yeah, I've gotten, um, oh, I've gotten some really nice perfume for free, makeup for free, a beautiful silk scarf for free. Um, I got to go before we moved down here and we were shopping some really nice tourist places in New York. I got to go to the Statue of Liberty for free. That's, yeah, I mean, that's so cool. Like when, I guess you said it kind of declined in the getting free stuff. When did that start happening? With the economy. It's the downturn in the economy that the clients have cut back on a lot of free things because it's, you know, of course, them a lot of money. So I understand that. However, to really do a mystery shop well and to only give me X amount of money to eat is really is really not ideal. Do you see, do you think like something like Yelp 
like maybe companies are just getting this information from Yelp now and they don't feel like they need to use mystery shoppers as much? Or do you think that like if they had the money to use mystery shoppers, they would? I think that's it. I think if they really had it in their budget, they would spend the money on it because Yelp and I understand Yelp. There are there are certain times where things just are lousy. And that's great. I'm glad that the the customer is taking the time to report it. However, there are also times where things work great. And shouldn't everybody be able to hear when something is great? I I remember moving down here and I went into Macy's and I knew immediately who the store manager was. I could tell by the way he was dressed. He was greeting customers at the in front of the store, I went over to him. I introduced myself. I said, I just moved down here from New York. You're the store manager, right? He says, yes, I am. And every time that I would have a good experience in that Macy's, I would go up to the customer service area and I would fill out a little card for them. They were no longer paying for mystery shopping, but I felt that I should have these, these associates recognized for their excellent service so you you can't you can't turn it off can you at this point no i can't like you are like you are like locked into mystery shopping all the time even if you're not on a shop i think so yeah I, i really do and i like associates to get their fair share of recognition it's not fair only to report something that's bad so you think Yelp is like predominantly negative reviews? In a lot of ways. I don't I never go on Yelp. I I, I, I don't. I like I like being there and I, I like experiencing and if something is bad, yes, I might go home. That's how I started also years ago. I I I, I even saved them. I have letters from what? things that I didn't like. And in those days you had to sit and write a letter to the company. And so you that. would you would just go to like Bloomingdale's or like I guess Bloomingdale they might be a bad example because yeah. they have amazing customers. So you go to some retail store and you don't like something, you'd get down, write a letter to the company, and be like, uh-huh. "I had this terrible experience." Yeah, and I've also done that about products. We once had an old car, a Gremlin. That's before your time. And we oh, in- I know that car. Okay, we had one. Oh, we so cool. In- yeah, it was orange. It was really ugly. We put <laughs> we we. We had to um, put in a new transmission, and it was Amco. And the transmission did not last for more than, say, six months. I went ahead. I, I remember writing a letter to Amco and sending it to them, and then they did respond, and I think they either prorated it or they replaced it again. Because in those days, there was no computer. So you had to take the time to, to do these things. And I think I always like I always like complaining about things also. Yeah, yeah. I, that's I mean that's fantastic. Like I don't know. It's kind of weird though because people complain a lot over Yelp, but you'll share any feedback to anyone directly, not like through like you'll fill out the cards or, or mail things yeah. to the company. Yeah. Well, now you don't. Now you don't have to mail. Now you can just go online. I had a lipstick that wasn't you know that didn't perform properly, so I called up. Elizabeth Arden, they sent me a new lipstick. So things like that, but it takes time and and you you need a lot of time to do these things now. One thing I wonder about is, are you ever worried about like, 
you do a mystery shop, give a place a negative review, and then somebody gets fired or something like that. Sure. Yeah, I, I, I do. I worry about that sometime. And that's why I really try to be as fair as possible. There's always a reason why an associate had a bad day. Like I said, they should leave it at home. But there are times where you just can't leave it at home that they, they can't take off. They, they, they don't, they're missing points or they, they, they're scheduled and that's it. They, they got to come into work. Yeah. So I, I really try. I have done shops that are called integrity shops where they've basically set up a target who perhaps has been um, suspected of stealing. So in that respect, no, I don't care whether you get fired or not. Okay. Wow. Yeah. That that seems yeah. very spy like. That seems mm-hmm. like you're going in like with a with yes. a targeted mind yes. looking to find some stuff out. Yes, and then in something like that, they're gonna tell you, Okay, I want you to buy something. It's gonna be from this target. Um, this is when their schedule is, and you're gonna pay cash. Because they wanna see, they already know that this person is probably stealing. Oh, whoa. I, d- I didn't so even not- know that was a a component yeah. of mystery shopping. Oh yeah, that's that's something called integrity shopping. That's another facet. So there's all kinds of facets to mystery shopping. I get. I, I'm I'm curious. What are some of the other ones? So that's an integrity shop, and then I guess Alcohol there's alcohol compliance, tobacco compliance, to which of course I'm way too old. Um, oh, is that like is that like yeah. you go in and see if they ask for your ID when you buy liquor? Uh-huh. Okay. Exactly. Exactly. And I'm too old. And well, it's unfortunate. And that's what's happened since 1978. There are shops that I can no longer do that I used to be able to do because I wasn't 30 years old at the time. Huh. So is there ones that you could do now that you're older that you couldn't do then? I think so. Really high end jewelry stores and high end watch stores that, of course, at the age of 29, I'm sure that they thought that there was no way that I could do it, but that's wrong because there are a lot of people at that age who do have a lot of disposable income. Yeah. So you can't really judge somebody and you can't judge anybody by the way that they're dressed. Is that another, is that another general, general rule of like good customer experience? Never judge the customer on how they dress. Right. You're not supposed to. I know. I used to work at this small furniture store, and I remember this guy came in once, and he had like holes in his shoes. He was uh-huh. wearing these rat, this like ratty ass t shirt, and uh-huh. then the sales associate spent like forty five minutes talking to him. And I was like, Bob, what? Why were you talking to that guy? And he's like, Are you kidding me? He's old money. He has an enormous place down by the beach. Yeah, that's like a huge mansion. He's like, he has so much money. He doesn't give a shit what he looks like anymore. There you go. That's very true. And I know many years ago, my brother-in-law had, um, uh, they had a yarn business with two other guys. So they all went in to a BMW dealership in Manhattan. They would dress very casually. No one spoke to them except one sales associate, and he's the one who got the sale of the three beamers. So you wow. see, you can, yeah, so that's that's how it goes. I know. So I know. How would I be able to spot a mystery shopper in the wild? 
Like, like if I'm a store associate, would I be able to figure out somebody is a mystery shopper? Probably not. The only thing that sometimes I feel might give us away is when I have to get your name and you're not wearing a name badge. Okay. Or someone who, who asks too many questions. A regular customer doesn't really know all the questions to ask. And yeah. they're not going to ask it. And they're not going to ask your name. So that's difficult. So what I usually do, if I really need your name and you haven't offered it, I'll say, oh, my name is Susan. Hopefully you'll say, oh, hi, my name is Matthew. But sometimes you're not going to. That's also just a good trick to get people's names. Yes, exactly. Or can you write, I'm not buying, can you write this down for me? And then they will probably say, okay, yeah, let me put it on my, my business card. Oh, okay. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. So that's it. And then also, if you're going to certain types of stores, don't overdress. So I've done shops where I'm going from a high-end client to a lower-end client. Then I've got to really take off the jewelry, maybe put on a different jacket, switch out my handbag. How would you like to do a fast food restaurant? I won't name it. And to save money, they were sending the same shopper to do the drive-through and the walk-in in the same visit. Can you imagine now I'm doing the drive-through first? So I pull my hair back, put on sunglasses. I don't have any lipstick on. I don't have any jewelry. However, the camera is showing me in the car. I yeah. put a, a jacket over my legs so you don't see the color of my slacks. Buy the food, go to another parking lot, eat the food. Then come in to now do the walk-in part. Same visit. Now so this is to, so this is oh okay. So yeah, this is crazy. So you're going to the same place multiple times. Yes. Have you ever had your cover blown? Yes. Oh, what was that? What was that like? It was an, well, it was embarrassing. I've actually been asked, "Are you are you like a shopper?" I've had yeah, I've had it happen, and it's only because the client wanted certain things done. And I was following through. And then I would say, they asked me, are you shopping? I go, oh, no, I just love, I just love, yeah, I love shopping. But, you know, it was that kind of thing. Oh, where they totally knew. Yeah, they totally knew. (laughs) Or coming back to that store the next time and then knowing, remembering my name. Oh, okay. So you've been, and once you're found out, can you like never go back? Sort of. (laughs) But can I tell you another story? Yeah. Back in New York, we were we were shopping Feder- we were shopping Stearns, which was part of Federated, and Macy's gobbled them up. Anyway, that was you go into the into Stearns in Jackson Heights. There were thirty five departments. All they're interested in is how quickly did the associate greet you? And they had, I think, at that point, thirty seconds to greet each customer. Whoa. They knew that I was the shopper. I had 35 shops to do. Uh-huh. They started calling each other. I'd go over to the fine jewelry department and you would, in Matthew, you'd say, hi, how are you? Can yeah. I help you? They're fine. Okay. Go to, now I go to the wallet department. The phone would start ringing. They knew I was the shopper. They would start calling each department. Oh my God. I love that. I love that story. That's fantastic. It's like a red alert. You know what I mean? They're like mystery shopper on deck. Everybody know. Yeah. Like this is what she looks like. Like, oh my God. I thought I would drop dead. (laughs) 
I really thought I would drop dead, but I, but I, I don't know how I got through it, but I did it because I was there. Yeah, because you got it once you start, you got to just go I had through. To start. So I would just hear the, the phone ring at the, at the terminal, at the register area. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, this has been so much fun for me. I just want to say, Susie, like, thank you so much for being on the show. Oh, my I, pleasure. I, did you have fun? I did have fun. I could talk about it. No, I do. I, I, I enjoyed speaking with you. You have a great upbeat attitude. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. You're probably around my son's age or maybe younger. I'm hoping younger, maybe, maybe. I don't think so. Probably not. Oh, all right. Okay. (laughs) I'm back. Thanks for listening. I really love hearing from you guys. So be sure to leave a rating and review wherever you get your podcast. And if you know someone with a weird job, we want to be best friends. Send us an email at hello at weirdworkpodcast.com. Thanks. Bye. My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe came along and changed everything. With Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. Now I can accept in-person, contactless payments right from my iPhone. No extra hardware required. What's truly remarkable is how I can cater to all of my customers' payment preferences. Whether they're using cards... Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, tap to pay on iPhone and Stripe ensure a smooth checkout experience every time. And it's not just me. Stripe helps businesses of all sizes, from local markets to global retailers, scale quickly and stay agile. To learn how tap to pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone.